Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, g'day there. Welcome along to the Short Ball, the Rugby Pass podcast. Scotty Stevenson and Mills Mulioina back for the second week in 2018. 2018's disappearing, Millsy. Mate, 31st of Jan. What? We're in Feb. We're in Feb tomorrow. It's pre-season time. I know. It's pre-season game time. It It only feels like last week that we're sitting there thinking about what... Who's picked who and what squads? And they assembled, what, 28th of November they assembled. Suddenly we're in pre-season games. We've got three of those and then... Into the season. I know that's that is that is absolutely crazy. I tell you what, I was at uh, rugby training yesterday. I'm, I'm co- doing a little bit of coaching, and to see those guys doing fitness training, I tell you, mate, I do not miss that crap at all. What training were you at? Um, I was at Grammar Tech. <coughs> I'm coaching the backs this year here at, in Auckland. At Grammar Tech. At Grammar Tech. I tell you, the only thing I do really miss is the taste of that Powerade. Eh? That was. That do you was, like the blue, the blue Powerade? No, it was. It was orange yesterday. What was it your might go- have been, it might have been, might have been Gatorade actually. What was your go to? Um, go to when you were playing for the All Blacks? I, I I used to go for the blue one. Yeah, fifty fifty with water. Game day. Oh, you watered down. Yeah, watered it down. Were you a caffeine gum sort of guy? Uh no, no, no. I wasn't really because it just got me wired up too much. So I got I got the shakes. <laughs> Like I tried it, you know, you know how you get those, those caffeine pills. Actually, they used to have. Yeah. And man, nah, no good. I had one in a commentary once. I got given one by Grant Derns, the trainer of Hawks Bay, gave me some of that um, army level caffeine gum. Oh, yeah. I was shaking in the commentary box. Oh, mate. I mean, I have 10 cups a day, but that stuff is neck level. <laughs> yeah, it is. So it reminded me of that story. Remember during the 2011 World Cup when, when Corey Jane uh, got into a bit of strife yeah. over uh, a sleeping pill issue and maybe some Red Bulls? And um, he told me a great story after that um, because he had the quarterfinal, Argentinian quarterfinal. Yep. And he knew that was his last chance. If he bombed that game, <laughs> yeah. it's probably his tournament over. <laughs> and he said he had about four caffeine pills before the game. <laughs> four? Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> he had a blinder too. He, he took did. every catch. He did, man. And then he said he couldn't get to sleep. And nah. like the one time he needed a sleeping pill, he'd blown his chance. He couldn't get he couldn't get blues for the rest, <laughs> the rest of the tournament. Oh, mate. Hey, there's been a big week in New Zealand rugby, obviously, Mills. So on the short ball today, we'll cover off uh, Eddie Jones, the text pest. Mm. Um, as, uh, the text pest. Yeah. As summed up by Tom Fordyce at uh, the BBC. Um, but first of all, uh, Chris Boyd, <clears throat> Hurricanes coach, deciding this is his last year off mm-hmm. to Northampton Saints. Uh, and, and then he dropped a remarkable line in his press conference 
Uh, when someone asked, have you spoken to Steve Henson? He said, I haven't spoken to Steve Henson in three years. That, mate, that is literally... <laughs> what? I would just pull the pin, <laughs> throw, <laughs> shut the door. No, you can't... Come on. You, I, I, I understand what he means, um, but look, that has opened a can of worms now because one thing that happens in New Zealand rugby is everyone thinks, um, rightly or wrongly, that all Super Rugby franchises are all in line with the All Black requirements... And we're starting to see a little bit of the thread unravelling here. You know, last week we talked about the fact that the All Blacks want to use uh, players in camps during Super Rugby season. That hasn't gone down well with the Super Rugby coaches. Now we get this from Chris mm. Boyd. I mean, are we, are we dealing with uh, perhaps a, a, a kind of watershed time in Rugby New Zealand where these professional coaches at Super Rugby level start to say... Hey, we're over it. We can't we can't have everything you want because we've got a job to do. Oh, we sp- I spoke about it last week, and here that's sort of taken my theory out of it, really, isn't it? I mean, you're right. Over the years, I've talked about how all the Super Rugby coaches have been aligned with what the All Blacks uh, are actually doing. You know, they're bringing in this health camp or um, four health camps or whatever it is. Now, with Chris Boyd leaving and saying a comment like that, that he hasn't mm. spoken to Steve Hansen for three years, I mean, it does. It just opens up this whole can of worms. So perhaps... Um, you know, some of some, you know, obviously, you know, Chris Boyd's leaving, um, but maybe some, you know, super rugby coaches have had enough. Dave Rooney left. I think it's patently clear that, that Dave and the All Blacks saw mm-hmm. things a very different way. Yep. Uh, he left. Um, Chris Boyd is leaving, saying he's done all he can with the Hurricanes after four years. Um, he made an interesting comment. He said, I could stay here for 10 years and that would be my last job and retire and I'd be quite happy. He said, oh, Would that be a good thing for the club? And it's a really interesting point to make because, you know, on the flip side of that, you've got Steve Hansen who wants to be a dynastic coach, a legacy yeah. coach. He's been with the All Blacks for a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, came out 14 years um, with the All Blacks as either an assistant or uh, as head coach. So I, I want to know whether you think that this is good for the sport, that coaches are continually revolving and leaving and maybe doing four years here and then and then they go away and that brings another coach through. Is, is that the best thing for New Zealand rugby or... Should we see these coaches saying, I'm going to commit for 10 years, I want a 10-year job with this franchise? I mean, yeah. in some ways I think it's a good thing. You know, I think we've got plenty of good coaches that are coming through. It's sad um, because Chris Boyd's a hell of a good coach Mm -hmm. and you've seen what he, you know, as soon as he came in, what he'd done for the Hurricanes uh, franchise. Obviously, when you get to that level, you have higher aspirations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were talking about Steve Hansen being there for 15, 14 odd years and he ain't going anywhere anytime soon, you know. I mean, because the, the or is he? Well, he could be. Yeah, but um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, they aspire to be something else. And so, you know, obviously, Boydie will, will go overseas. He, he might aspire to be a, an international coach. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, there's only you know the one job that um, New Zealand coaches want is is to be the All Black coach and to sit here for ten years. And he's right. You know, he could sit there and be happy and. You know, win five or six more titles, um, but you know, where do you say, well, I, I want to further my career, and, and to further that, you've got to be an international coach. The, I mean, the one concerning thing, and, and I know we need exporters here in New Zealand of, of rugby talent, rugby coaches, rugby players, um, but ultimately, you know, in the in the last five six years, Jamie Joseph's won a title mm-hmm. with the Highlanders. He's gone. Dave Rennie's won two titles with the Chiefs. He's gone. Chris Boyd's won a title with the Hurricanes. He's gone. Uh, so Scott Robertson is the only coach remaining at Super Rugby level in New Zealand, mm. head coach, who's won a title. Yeah. 
And that's an awful lot of intellectual property to walk out your door in the space of three years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's massive. I mean, you talk about those guys that won titles, but there's also coaches that have left that haven't won titles but have been in the finals yeah. constantly. I mean, Todd Blackadder, mm-hmm. um, for instance. And so, you know, when you sit there now and think, I mean, and, and you know, Razor, you know, he's a relatively um, young coach, uh, he won won the championship last year in his first year, but you're right. I mean, who else is now coming through? So, yes, it is. It um, you know I mentioned before, there's some, some good coaches coming through, but you still need experience. You still need a lot of coaches with coaches that have sort of been under the likes of uh, Chris Boyd. I mean, obviously Plumtree's there. Uh, he's done a, a couple of stints in South Africa and whatnot, and so he's he's the head coach, isn't he? Yeah. Is there, he, is he there any question about this? No, I don't think so. I think you know he's he's the next you know cab off the rank, um, and and so. Where does that leave New Zealand rugby? That's that's possibly the real concern. I'm, I'm not concerned about the um, the quality of the coaches coming through. I, I'm concerned at more the experience, experience ones coming well, through. And that's and that's the thing. A lot of time, might attend cup coaches go. They look overseas for options, mm. or even club coaches have gone overseas and actually developed their coaching ability at, at foreign clubs, whether that's in France, England, Ireland, wherever. Uh, but the fact is that these guys that have gone away, Jamie to Japan, uh, now Bordy's going away to <clears throat> Northampton, and uh, of course Dave Rennie, who's at Glasgow, top of the table Glasgow, let's just uh, yes. remind ourselves. Yeah. They're super rugby coaches. Now, I, I know the All Blacks take a lot of credit for developing the All Blacks. Super rugby coaches have these guys eight to nine months of the yeah. year. Eight yeah. months of the year. They're the guys who are building All Blacks, yeah. in, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, uh, the All Blacks may argue and say that only the All Blacks can build All Blacks, but, but I call bullshit on that because, <laughs> you know, the fact is, yeah, a Model 10 Cup coach only has you for three months. Mm. These guys have you for eight. Yeah. That, that's where you're developing your skills, where you're developing the intensity required to play super rugby uh, and therefore uh, the foundation to play international rugby. Mm-hmm. So when you lose coaches of that calibre, I think that does start to undermine the integrity of the game here in terms of our competitive advantage, which is to have really good coaches coaching players over a long time of the year yeah. because that's what prepares them and I mean you had some great coaches mm-hmm. um, you know and I know the All Blacks add the icing and I know that yeah. there are things within the All Blacks that, that are next level yeah. in, in terms of conditioning in terms of structures and, and, and coaching techniques but you know that, that's your foundation and these coaches I think are more important than we give them credit for yeah it- Totally agree with you, and, and you're right. The icing is when you come into the All Blacks. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't you don't uh, need motivation to sort of top things up. And there are, there are special things as soon as you come in as, a, as an All Black, and and what the super, what you don't notice is what the Super Rugby coaches do. They breed these youngsters that all of a sudden no one knows about, and mm-hmm. they come out and they um, absolutely excel, and all of a sudden then the All Blacks pick them up and top them up. And so yep. the groundwork, the hard stuff, is really done at yep. uh, at Super Rugby level, and it's and it's. Uh, I mean, you know, sometimes you get guys that aren't so motivated because, okay, you might get a super rugby contract, but it's the extra little push or the extra little uh, things that coaches do um, to get them to a stage where the all-black coaches are going, oh, who's this guy? Or mm-hmm. all of a sudden I want to take a look at this guy, and then they get into an environment that's clearly you know, a, a bit of icing, and then you know, they blossom from that. And so um, not only that, but they also sort of um, revive 
young uh, old guys' careers. You know, mm-hmm. it's a chance for guys to really stand up and um, and, and make their market super rugby level and and push. You know, for for all black spots. Yeah, agreed. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is a short ball rugby pass podcast. Scotty Stevenson, Mills Molina. Uh, we're going to touch on the sevens briefly, Millsy. Um, now that we've gone through Chris Boyd's departure and, and some of the issues that that raises in New Zealand rugby in particular. Sydney last weekend was an integrated tournament. Mm. Uh, both mm. the women and the men are competing. Uh, the women obviously feel that that's the way forward. Yeah. I tend to agree. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it sets Rugby Sevens apart from any other professional tournament in the world, mm. as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. having the, the male and female competition run concurrently. Can, can I just ask, why isn't it? Why is there, are they only, do they only pick a few tournaments? Well, yeah, I mean, the men's series has been in place for a lot longer. Mm. I think we, we all know that. Yeah. Um, and the women's event is establishing itself as a standalone event. Where, where it becomes difficult, and, and um, Charlotte Kaslick, who one of the stars of the Australian women's team, who were sensational mm. over the weekend. Mm. I mean, 213 points to nil across their six. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Games, it's, it's staggering, yeah. Uh, and they crushed the Kiwis in the final. And speak, I spoke to Ruby Tui, one of the Kiwis. She's mate, they, they were just on fire. We mm-hmm. couldn't couldn't do anything about it. But here's the here's the issue. Now Sydney have, have taken the opportunity to say, let's change our schedule. Let's make this a concurrent tournament um, so that the women and men play together. But what's happened here is that in in trying to uh, do the right thing, uh, unfortunately, Rugby Australia and, and the World Series has failed to satisfy anyone. Now, the men had to play one game on the Friday night uh, late, so that throws them all out of kilter. Mm. Uh, and the women had to play at 10 in the morning on the Friday and then 9 in the morning on the Saturday yeah, yeah. A- in front of no one. I mean, no crowd goes to a sevens tournament at 9 no. in the morning. Um, so while their final, uh, and, and I was there for the women's and men's final, there was more people in the stadium for the women's final at 3 o'clock in the afternoon than there was for the men's at 8.30 on a Sunday night. Mm. And, and therein lies the rub. Because you've got broadcasters who bought the men's series, so every man's game has to be played on the field to satisfy that. Yeah. And you've also got broadcasters who bought the women's series, so every game has to be played to satisfy that broadcast deal. So I know World Rugby are working really hard to, to see how they can make this work, mm. but I think they've got to make it work. Mm. Uh, Ruby Tui said last uh, December at the Rugby Awards that, that the girls don't want to be curtain raisers, they want to be the main event. Yeah. Well, they were the main event on the yeah. weekend. Yeah. You know, that, that three o'clock prime yeah. time stadium time... Yeah was unreal yeah. and the result was unreal and it set the tournament up and um, you know I just they've got to find a way and it's so tough because yeah. you've got to satisfy the professional demands and the athletic demands of all the teams and you've also got to uh, uh, satisfy the, the ego demands of all the teams and then you've got to uh, satisfy the broadcasters and then you've got to satisfy importantly here we should not forget the fans because yeah. what fan has three days full days to give to anything these days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and in some ways, you know, um, 
at least, you know, World Rugby is trying to make it work. And there's a lot of people that you have to try and, uh, and, and I suppose, appease because at the end of the day, it was. It was a fantastic tournament. Um, from a spectator's point of view, sitting at home, you did wonder, you know, you know that when you're sitting, when you're sitting watching this, looking around the stadium, and it was, it was vibrant. Mm. Um, the Avo Man was Avo Man was great, outstanding. One hundred percent best costume ever. Yeah, but there were some empty seats. Well, a lot of empty seats, and that was probably the the, the, the disappointing part. But um, at least in some ways, you know that uh, World Rugby are, are absolutely make, trying to make a go of it and making it work. So, do we go to a knockout? To a knockout format, or do we do we say that, mate? Once you're out of the main draw, you're, you're, you're gone. You're gone, or you play on the outer oval, or wherever you go. You know, you unfortunately you lose your right to be, you know, front and centre. Yeah, that, that might be the that might be the, the obvious thing to do. You know, once you you're gone, you're gone. Um, you know, it's that, it's hard the, though, right? Because you've got all these sponsors, and they they, yeah. they sponsor you because they get the exposure. Yeah. They get they get the guaranteed of exposure of five games, yeah. at least five games. Yeah. Six if the side does well, and that's 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 the money coming in, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, how do you please, how do you not please those guys, and, and also please them at the, the thing? You don't mm. want to, you know, you know, have sponsors sort of say, "Well, I'm not getting prime time, so why would I sponsor?" Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, that's what they've got to sort of try and, you know, work things around. You know, can they make it work? Uh, is it a case where they? You know, they just they have you know two different um, you know uh, fields going, you know, and and sort of, oh, I, don't, I don't know. It's a lot I of pressure know. on your broadcasters, though, isn't it's it? It's massive. I mean, it's not like a tennis court. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no way. I can understand you can have a pop up channel at the Australian Open tennis or the US Open because you've got five courts operating and you can choose whatever game you want to watch. Yeah. But I mean, Sevens is a very different broadcast product. I mean, it's tough, but you know, I, I say again, and I know that there are people at World Rugby who are genuinely trying to to mm. figure this out. Uh, you know, they want it to happen. And and I do think it would be quite special to have these concurrent tournaments. That Which leads us to the next point, uh, the Hamilton Sevens, first time ever Hamilton have hosted a World Series event this weekend. Uh, you know, and you go through those list of countries, Sydney, Cape Town, Dubai, Paris, Vancouver, Las Vegas, London, Hamilton. Hey. Mate, it fits right in there, doesn't it? Oh, well, Fitz San, right San, San Francisco this year, man. Oh, San Francisco for the World Cup. Hamilton, didn't, oh, no. Hamilton, you just you put that list together and you tell me which one of those things is not like <laughs> hey, the other. Hey, I'm just saying. Hey, 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 I'm hey, just, hey, I'm just saying. Hey, mate, come on. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> hey, that is the mighty Waikato River. I, I'm, it's an observation, not a criticism. Oh, jeepers, mate. I'm just, uh, do you want me to go through the list again? <laughs> do you want me to go through the list again. I, look, I think it's going to be good. The point I'm trying. The point I'm trying to. I love Waka Chang, the old Misty. It's going to be great. Uh, the point I'm trying to make is um, this came in for some questioning during the week. Why are we not seeing any women's event games at this tournament? Not even in an exhibition no. type scenario because you've just seen Australia absolutely cream the Blackfern Sevens. Wouldn't the revenge match be? top dog our women's sevens players are just as well known as our men's sevens players yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they've got no tournaments now between uh, Sydney last weekend and the Commonwealth Games another game wouldn't have hurt yeah. and you've got the biggest rivalry in women's sevens Australia New Zealand mm. and they're on the doorstep surely that could have been made to happen I don't know whether it's a world rugby decision through scheduling or whether New Zealand rugby just didn't think about it but surely that could have happened yeah I think so you know the Prior to the Sydney, you know, the, the Sydney tournament, you know, regardless of the result, yes, um, it's a little bit of a teaser now because 
um, that rivalry is, is still massive between the um, the two women's teams, the Australians and the New Zealand. But there possibly could have been something done before that to say, well, there's a big gap between now and, and the Commonwealth Games. Mm-hmm. Surely couldn't we have an exhibition uh, tournament? If, if, if it's not wasn't going to be part of the World um, Series, let's have an exhibition um, tournament for the for the women's. And 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 that way they're constantly playing, you know, rather than sort of just saying, well, yeah. Here we go. Well, it's a big result. You know, wins a revenge match. Um, you know, maybe we should have had a tournament. Well, it's too late. You know, you should have had, you should have done something you know, earlier than this. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll keep you posted on that. Also, um, it sounds like Fiji's bid to have a World Series event is progressing as well. Oh, really? Which will be quite outstanding. Uh, Greg Peters, who uh, former CEO mm-hmm. of the Hurricanes of Sanzo and of Argentinian Rugby, uh, he's uh, helping to drive this bid over in Fiji. And I, I know World Rugby are meeting in Fiji this week. I think... Uh, the preferred destination for that tournament would be Nandi, uh, which oh, is yeah. close to the resorts, uh, easy to fly in for most uh, tourists. Uh, and I, I think the Super Rugby game that they've had up there now yeah. for the last two years, and, and again this year, I think has proven that that Fiji's capable. Yeah. Um, I, I think it would be, it would be oh, amazing. It and, would be. and and I know there's commercial imperatives to think about here, but sometimes value's got to trump cost. And the value to have a tournament in Fiji for Fijian people, I mean, this is their national sport, oh. uh, and they they have helped to create sevens as a spectacle. Uh, I, I think it would be loose. No, oh. <laughs> I think it would be loose. And I'd go. Yeah, I would be there in a heartbeat. <laughs> You got it. Was a Prince of Wales Stadium in Nandi to watch a sevens tournament. Mm. I mean, that is going to be the greatest three days of your life. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about passion in a crowd? You will never see anything like that. Well, you're you're fortunate enough to go over uh, when the Super Rugby game was played over mm. there, and you've seen the passion and the pride. Um, you yeah. know, the the Fijians have. And you're right. You know, for 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 years and years, they've created this this game, and some of the players that have come out. You know, I know we, we all talk about Serevi and Co, but you know, the riders, the De La Salle, no, uh, Jerry Tuwai, oh. Colony Sal, captain of the team to an Olympic gold medal, and not to mention all the Fijian players that have played for New Zealand. Absolutely, yeah, abs- the absolutely. likes of Ski Masarewa, his son Luke Masarewa at the moment, uh, Tomasi Thama, uh-huh. Lottie Rakambula. I mean, Marcio Valance. Correct. You know, so, oh, absolutely, it would be. I mean, it's obviously. It's the logistics, right? That's mm. what they want to make sure they get right. Having it in Andy might be might be the go. I mean, I, I look at that Super Rugby um, game, the Chiefs and the Crusaders, and the, it was packed from yeah. what, like three three yeah, p.m. It's three hours before the game. And that's compared, yeah. and you compare that to when you know the Blues played in Samoa. I mean, that was a little bit disappointing. And so, that's right. You know, for the Fijians to have something like that, I, I think it would be fantastic. And if they, if it can make it work, and it sounds like they're, they're going to, yeah, it'll be unbelievable. Right. Finally on the short ball today, Millsy, Eddie Jones, text pest. So <laughs> says Tom Fortas at uh, the BBC. Uh, basically, this guy is pesting around, just texting all the time, basically watching your social media accounts, making you feel uncomfortable. He's a stalker. Uh, where does he get this information? I don't know. Well, I don't know. One of the players have told him, right? 100% they have. You know, obsessive is what he's called. Obsessive. So, well, okay. Of course he's obsessive. Yeah. Well, give us an example. What's he done? <laughs> What's what's Mr. Ford said? What, what what sort of hey? Well, he's just saying he calls and texts when I see his name come up on my phone. This is a quote from uh, Jamie Joseph, uh, from uh, Jonathan Joseph. Where he calls and texts when I see his name come up on my phone. I hope it's a good message. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. <laughs> oh. You don't want to be looking at your phone. Oh. You know, sitting there with your phone, I go, oh, it's Eddie. Oh, it's Eddie. That. You know, it's funny talking to Australians about Eddie Jones, and as did over the weekend. And uh, you know, he's a unique specimen, isn't he? <laughs> he is a unique specimen. And 
And uh, Jones, from uh, you know, of all coaches, has got to have a shelf life, doesn't he? Because yeah. there's got to be a point with Jones where you go, I can't be around this person. <laughs> I, I cannot. Even if it costs me an England jersey, I can't deal with being texted at two o'clock in the morning about some change up for training. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't know him person, personally, but you know some of the things that he's sort of come out, I suppose, from an oppositional point of view, you know, he does just just doesn't care, does he? I mean, he comes out and speaks his mind, and uh, but to have a, a, a coach that's constantly texting you about your account, <laughs> what you're wearing, what you're eating, who you're with, he's restless, and then, and then you're dropped. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's you don't it. change. You're gone. He's pestered you at eleven thirty every night for the last six months, and then he's just left you out of the team. Are you in bed? <laughs> what do you? What you got? It's like you've pestered me with texts before. Hey, hey, no, yeah. no, I haven't. Not those kind of texts. Hey, not not sext. You haven't sexted me. You've just texted me. What's sext? What's sexting? No, I've got no idea. I just read about it the other day. Oh, Should he's I, not doing that, is he? No, I don't think he's sexting. I don't. Uh, there's no mention in this story about dick pics. <laughs> If he's sending dick pics, then that's next level. I mean, that's that's some kind of motivation. I don't think... I just want to make it perfectly clear, I'm not accusing Eddie Jones of sending dick pics. He may have, he may not have, but the story's... Certainly this has gone to another level, mate. Is it? It was yeah. Six Nations. <laughs> we'll cover that all soon. Millsy, what a pleasure. Likewise, Mr. Sumo. That's been the short ball for another week. Don't forget, catch all the action on rugbypass.com. And uh, good news, Six Nations coming to you live. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.